My guest at this time is Florida Republican Congressman Ted Yoho. He represents Florida's 3rd Congressional District. He's also on both the House Foreign Affairs and Agriculture Committees. He joins us today to talk about the intensifying debate over the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. That's the deal hammered out between the three major North American nations to replace NAFTA. But it's being held up right now for congressional approval. And, uh, Congressman, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Look forward to talking to you. Well, this is, uh, as I said, uh, hammered out between the U.S., uh, Canada, and Mexico. And uh, not that many days ago, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she, uh, she didn't see any reason why it wouldn't come up for a vote. Now, more recently, towards the end of this past week, uh, she says she doesn't think there's going to be time for it. So what, what do you make of that? Yeah, I saw that. Well, you know, they don't have the time because they've been focusing on impeachment. And I don't want to I know you don't want to get into that. But, yeah, we need to focus on those things that are important for the nation. Well, we have what is there, 20 some members on the Intelligence Committee. And I, I noticed that they could break for votes at various times. So uh, why can't they uh, if they really want to do impeachment, why can't they do both? I think part of it, she doesn't want to give the president a win, um, although I'm saying that and I'm not going to support it in its current form. Let's talk about that aspect of it. Why don't you like it? I'm going to acknowledge that we need trade. We need good trade. We need balanced trade. And uh, we're coming off of, uh, I think it's 26 years of NAFTA, you know, when uh, President Trump got rid of it. And what we've seen was the discrepancies that it had in there. And I'm speaking mainly from a Florida perspective that we saw 26 years of it decimating our fruits and vegetable industry. And um, as an illustration, Florida used to produce about 65 to 70 percent of our nation's tomatoes. Prior to NAFTA, we had over 300 farmers in Florida. Since NAFTA was enacted, we're down to five major growers, less than 30 tomato growers, and we have less than 30 percent of the nation's tomato volume. And that's happened for blueberries. It's happened for green peppers, uh, squash, all that stuff. And I'm, I've been associated with agriculture since I was about 15. And uh, I worked in that industry for uh, 28 years as a large animal veterinarian going from farm to farm. Um, and so without a fix for the seasonally competitive growing fruits and vegetables, this deal will be bad for my state agricultural producers. What is the response from the administration or anyone else uh, to your concerns? Obviously, any changes would have to be agreed to by all three countries, so that makes it a little more complicated than just changing normal legislation. But uh, what type of response do you get? Uh, they're, um, they're looking at possible solutions, and one of them was what they did with the tomato industry. The tomato industry had a suit that was filed uh, for Mexico dumping uh, tomatoes on our com- on our on our market that were undervalued as far as the cost of production, and they had what we called a tomato suspension agreement, where this was supposed to be hashed out. And over this 26-year period of time, nothing got resolved. But since then, with the new USMCA, we've got where 90% of the tomatoes coming into America have to be inspected per cart. So this is something that will really slow it down. But this is how Mexico responded to that. They said, you know what, no problem. We're going to quadruple the acreage we have planted in green peppers. And so it's going to decimate us. So we can negotiate things like that. And all we're asking is just 
don't compete with us during the same growing seasons. And uh, those things have to be hashed out, and we've let the, the administration know where we are on this. Congressman, you've just given a really interesting example to what is involved in, in this type of trade agreement. And this is just one small part of it. Obviously, trade among these three nations uh, covers a lot of different areas. A lot of times our trade debate gets boiled down to free trade versus protectionism, uh, politics here, politics there. But there's a lot of details here. So what do you want your constituents, as well as most Americans, to know about what goes into a trade and what makes good trade policy beyond the usual catchphrases? Well, I think when we do trade, number one, we need to look at to make sure it is balanced, make sure it is fair that we're not displacing a market that we have had in this country for you know hundreds of years, you know, our agriculture sector. I'm very sensitive to the agriculture sector because our farmers – you know, if you go back 50 to 75 years, there's probably 25 to 50 percent of Americans were involved in some form of ag. You go back 100 years, it was pretty much everybody had some form of agriculture. Today, the agriculture sector is 1 percent of our nation's population. Our agriculture producers are aging. The average age is around 59 years of age. And there's enough uncertainties already in the agriculture industry, whether it's a commodity price, the weather, you know, all these things come into play. One of those things that we should really work to shore up is the production of domestic agriculture, because it gets to a point where as we lose these farms, and if it's from a competitive market, you lose that production. And when you lose that production, it leaves the United States. So we're rapidly approaching a point where you're going to be um, importing a, a larger portion of your food, the prices will go up, and then you become um, a security issue if a nation wants to shut off your food supply. And we know nations around the world um, that are in a jeopardy if the place they're getting their produce from or their fruits and vegetables, if that nation decides they're not shipping anymore, it, it puts that nation at risk. And I never want Americans to be at risk. We're talking with Florida Republican Congressman Ted Yoho. And, uh, sir, back to uh, the bill as it stands right now and, and the politics and the timing of all this. Uh, if Speaker Pelosi were to bring it to a vote, do you think it would pass the House? I don't think so. And I think that is one of the other reasons. And, again, if we look at the environmental standards between us and Mexico, it's a nine-day difference. If you look at the labor issues that were supposed to be fixed, we're paying our labor in Florida probably an average of 11 to 12 to $15 an hour in the agriculture sector. Mexico is supposed to shore theirs up, but they're paying $8 a day. We can't compete against that in a competitive market. The other thing that needs to be addressed, and I brought this up to the Mexican ambassador, is a lot of the drug cartels are funneling drugs into this country through vegetables. So their primary goal is not the fruits and vegetables. Their primary goal is to bring the drugs in and it's a way for them to legitimately launder the money. And they don't care about making a profit on the, the fruits and vegetables. And you, all you have to do is just pull up Mexican drugs and vegetables. And you can see hundreds of articles of where you see this happens all the time. So many different dimensions that don't usually become part really of the public debate. So, Congressman, thank you for giving us that inside look. We'll certainly be watching to see uh, if there are any changes and, and uh, if that ever comes up to a vote in the current House. Uh, sir, we'll uh, have to call time there. Thank you very much for being with us. You betcha. Take care. Have a great day and happy Thanksgiving. 
Florida Republican Congressman Ted Yoho represents his state's 3rd Congressional District. He's also on the House Foreign Affairs and Agriculture Committees. I'm Greg Columbus reporting for Radio America.